Um, hi, everybody. This is Lee Daniel with This Is Not Legal Advice, and this is my co-host, Allison Reiner, from way over in Milan, Italy. So, Allison, say hello to everybody. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Yeah, my name is Allison Reiner. I'm uh, the European half of our uh, This Isn't Legal Advice, and we're we're back for our first uh, podcast of the of the new year of 2022. Uh, in January, and January is is always a, a difficult month, um, and it's all I think for you, Lee. It's one of the the busiest months. You start to to find inquiries coming in right, left, and centre. Uh, and certainly, this is the time that we we all begin to reassess our relationships and and sometimes just decide it's it's not going to go forward. So it's today... one of our favourite topics here. Mm -hmm is narcissism because it's so, there's so much to talk about. And so um, I wish we could just have a resolution that there would be no more narcissists, but I don't think that's gonna work. Unfortunately not, because it's beyond our control, you know, and the problem with narcissism and narcissists is that uh, that they are so cunning and so baffling that, you know, they, they take us in where, where under their spell before we even understand what's what's happened and then we start questioning it's all about you know questioning yourself what am I doing wrong how did I find myself in this situation how could I have been so stupid how could I have not seen it and you know and I think one of the things that we we always talk about and we always try and sort of ensure that our listeners understand is you are not to blame you right. couldn't have known so I have a, a new client and he's come in three times. And the first time I said, look, I'm pretty sure that your wife has some narcissistic traits. And I told him to go start listening to some, you know, some information to go read some articles. So he comes back the next time to say, you're right, you're right. And he comes back the third time to say, I can't understand it. And that's what we're going to talk about today is trying to understand what's happened to you but first of all you're not going to I mean in my opinion you're not going to understand so it's baffling because you want to figure it out just like you said how did this happen to me how did I get sucked in but you're not going to be able to understand and Allison I know that you talk to lots of people who have this going on in their life and what do they say the, I think that the biggest one is exactly what you, you touched on is how can, you know, how could I have been so stupid? How could I not have seen it? Um, and, and the reason that you can see it and, you know, and we've dissected and we've gone through and, you know, I've, I've got a, a very good friend who's just come through this process and has done such a lot of, of work on herself. And she was lucky that she'd done a lot of uh, self-empowerment work before this, this situation occurred. Uh, but even there, she, she said, you know, I thought I knew myself. I thought I was strong. I thought I was worldly wise. I thought I was, you know, independent. And I found myself crushed, crushed by, by somebody else um, because they are very, very clever at finding out exactly what it is you want and using it against you. They create an instant sense of trust and, and, you know, and everything that you share, you know, when you go into a relationship, when you start any new, new relationship, you get to know each other, you start to share your secrets. 
And in a normal, healthy relationship, that builds and it builds trust and it builds the intimacy. When you're doing that with a narcissist, they're putting it in their pocket, yeah. marking it down, and then they bring it back. And first of all, they use it against you um, to gain your trust. And then they use it against you to crush you. And you, you're, you know, you cannot do anything about it. You could not change the situation. And you, you know, you cannot make the situation better just by trying to think it, think your way out of it. Right. And I think based on my experience with narcissists, once they pick up these things about you, and you're right, they use them against you, but then they they act like they, you know, they understand. There's like you said, they're so cunning. They they seem to understand exactly how you feel. They, you know, they bring you, this is my experience, they bring you books about the things that they know you like. They suddenly are studying the same things you like. They're doing the same things that you like. They get, you know, they make you think that they're just like you when they're really nothing like you because you're probably a nice, kind person and they're the selfish son of Satan. I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, but, but, I mean, the, but not really. the things that I've heard I mean, I, I have a client who, um, a new client who uh, is in a wheelchair and her husband will tell her that he's going to just put her outside when she can't even walk. He's going to put her outside and she's just going to have to fend for herself and find a place to live. He completely supports her. And, and she said, I'm pretty sure he's a narcissist. I said, there's something wrong with him. I mean, what a horrible thing to do. And and unfortunately, they also kind of breed this sense of um, dependence on them, right? Yeah. They Because they need supply. They need to feel important to you, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, so they, they go to any lengths to, to get that, that, that position in your life. And as soon as they have it, they pull it away. And they leave you thinking, what did I do? What did I do? I don't understand. I do, and this is, you know, this is something that I hear again and again. And again. I don't understand. I don't know what I did. I don't know what changed. And, and that's, you know, that's the place that, that we get stuck is right. trying to understand, trying to, to understand what my, you know, what my bad was so I can make it right and change the relationship and get back that, you know, because it's, it's all about love bombing. It's all about yeah. giving you everything that you absolutely, that your heart desires and then taking it away in an instant. And then just as you think that you're, you, you've lost it completely and you're, you're about to give up, they drip feed it back in again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it's, it's so, it's so difficult. And one of the things that everyone, um, you see all the memes all over uh, social media and whatever you read and you say, you know, it's uh, the, they latch on to good people, but they latch yeah. on to anybody. I dropped my glasses. I'm sorry. Hmm? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they right. You know, you, people say, "Why, why me? Why, why me?" Because you were kind, you were open-hearted, you were loving. You gave them something to hang on to. If you hadn't, they could. And and you know, and then the the difficulty there is okay. Well, if that's if that's what can happen, if I'm open-hearted, if I'm loving, if I'm trusting, then I want to close up. And I think the most important thing is, first of all, we have to heal from it. Right. And that's you know, that's no easy task. 
but it is a task that we can do and actually stronger and and more you know and more powerful and more um more intuitive more in touch with ourselves and then from there make sure that we we can go forward and you're somebody that you know is, that, that can go through life with a huge open heart um and that's you know that's really what, what we all want to do is to be able to go and keep our hearts open and let you know let people in and don't let this one person at this particular point in our life ruin everything else that we've built well you say that about me but i have to say everybody that i meet i want to put through the narcissist test you know i i want to kind of see oh could they be a narcissist it's terrible it's terrible what i do and i but i have so many opportunities uh, in my practice to see people and they're telling me these stories um the guy that came in he said to me how could this be the one i married and he just, you know, he just kept saying, he's so confused. I'm sorry, I don't know why my phone's, nobody's here yet to answer it. So he just keeps, you know, but, but how could this woman that loved me do this to me? It can be so confusing because they say they love you. And then how can they do that to you? Right? And unfortunately, the, the version of love is is nothing that we recognize <laughs> where did you go <laughs> all kinds of problems. okay yeah and you know the, the sickness in a narcissist is the inability to love right. yeah they can they right. can mimic and they can mirror it but they don't feel it right and you know so you know they, they can give you everything that you you think you want but it's not coming from their heart it's not coming from a piece a place of real connection it's coming from a place of watching carefully and mirroring other people's behavior back yeah and yeah. Who, i mean the, and that's when i try to I'm, I'm sorry i'm adjusting things i'm dropping things i'm doing so many things here so and that's what i said to him i said but the woman that you fell in love with is not i mean that was just a myth that's not the real person you know that that's what people find out and that's when i've come to come to the conclusion i don't have any scientific information to back this up but when a narcissist is caught out in their bad behavior and you start saying you start acknowledging that oh you know you you're not so perfect they absolutely cannot stand to feel yeah. any slight whatsoever that's if you may say something that you don't think is that big of a deal and they will go ballistic hmm. yeah yeah because they the ego is so incredibly fragile and the ego is is completely you know, reliant on keeping other people in control and keeping other people undermined it's uh yeah it's it's terrifying it's but once and that's what i think though I, I mean based on like i said all the experience that i've had with everybody in the office is once you start seeing those chinks in the armor and you're pointing it out then they don't want you anymore because you don't put them on the pedestal anymore because you know who they are so once the mask comes off it stays off yeah. i mean and you know and i have a, a client who unbelievably she had a newborn baby 
And her husband had this entire separate life going on. I mean, he was renovating a home with his girlfriend. And, and it was just absolutely crazy the things that he he had this other life. And then she's here going, you, you don't give me affection anymore. You know, I have this newborn baby. You're not helping me anymore, whatever. And he could never go back to being the same loving, adoring, love bombing person because he's getting it from somebody else, number one. And yeah. she saw all of his flaws yeah. and he couldn't stand it. He could not stand that she would call him out on his selfishness, his lack of empathy, his inability to help her co-parent. He was really, it's still though, even if you know that person how that person's acting, it's still so devastating and hard to leave. Why do you think that is, Alison? I think it's devastating, it's hard to leave. And I think we, we've touched on it um, in previous podcasts. I think part of it, the reason is because we try to fix the problem based on how we would behave yeah. if, if we were confronted with, uh, with that. You know, if somebody said to me, I think you're really selfish or I think you're, you're really whatever you know or I think you're gaslighting me or whatever it happened to me my first reaction probably would be oh and I might even lash out but at a certain point I would sit back and and think about it you know I would say am I behaving like that okay give me examples of what I'm doing you know that's normal people don't want to behave badly normal right. people yeah and, and if they are behaving badly if, they're, if they have a relatively healthy sense of self-respect, uh, well, of course, you need the self-respect before you can respect others. But if you've got that healthy sense of self-respect, once your, your pride has, has recovered a little bit, you want to understand what it is you're doing. A narcissist doesn't. A narcissist wants you to stop talking. A narcissist wants you to leave them alone, wants, wants you to go back to, as you say, to be you know, adoring and to put up with whatever they throw at you. So, you know, we try to deal with problems. We try to deal with the situation as if you're dealing with a, a normal person and you're not. You're dealing with somebody who has no desire to find a solution. No, and they will not take personal responsibility. So there's and not going to be any acknowledging that they're sorry, that they did it. Uh, that they understand how you're feeling. They don't get it, right? And if they say that they're sorry, they're only doing it to pacify you. And they're not genuinely feeling empathy for you. They just, they're just like, you know, trying to put you off. So, and I think that a lot of people, they, they want to make sense of why can't they understand what they've done to me? Why can't, you know, that's, they're so confused about, they've done so, so they've done me so wrong but yet they don't acknowledge it yeah because they don't care they don't care and you yeah, know and there are there are points um within the the relationship where you say how have they changed because you may well have the relationship where the the sense of power is very much in the narcissist's court therefore on occasion they, they can say to you they will say oh I probably should apologize for my behavior. You know, they're not apologizing because they feel it, but they've understood that in order to get the power back, they they need right. to give you something. So, you know, sometimes you I, I speak to, to women and they say, but you know, he wasn't always like this. No, he was always like this. He was playing a game 
and he right. was winning the game. As soon as he started, as soon as the, the table starts to turn, the, as you said, the gloves come off and, and there's no more, you know, there's no more playing because you understand who I am. Now I'm defending. Yeah, and the only way I can defend is to is to kill, you know, to, to kill your spirit. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. No, that's exactly right. And so when people come in and they say to me, they want to do this uncontested, whatever, with this, their narcissist or whatever. I'm like, that's not going to work because they're not going to just be easy to deal with. They just can't be. And they can't see things the way you see them. So there, you know, it can become very difficult until you get other people involved. And I, so this is not legal advice, but if it were legal advice, when you're trying to negotiate with that person that's got a narcissistic personality disorder or has narcissistic traits, then they're, they're not going to just go along with you. You know, you're going to have to it's, I mean, I tell people to try to manipulate the manipulator, first of all, and by doing that, you don't be emotional with them and don't call them out because that just makes them crazy. You have to act like you have to be nice. You have to be neutral um, because if you are combative, they're going to give it back 10 times. And you're not going to get the thing resolved. And so in order to find some peace, you're going to just have to play that game as well. Because they're not going to acknowledge it. You can say, don't you, you know, you did this, you did this over and over and over. They don't care. And they're not going to ever acknowledge what they did wrong. Never. Yeah. Right. And so what's the point in doing that? And that, of course, people want, you know, last night, the guy said, I'm going to go to a therapy session to see if she'll admit what she did. And I'm just like, good luck. <laughs> Wasting your money there. Yeah, <laughs> that's another, you know, and, yeah, and, and people, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. And that's if, unfortunately, you know, in the, I work with relationships anyway, um, and that is something, you know, that's one of the biggest uh, problems that I see anyway in relationships are if there is a, a problem the the desire is to make the other person admit that they're wrong or understand what they're right. doing um and, and i'm not talking about narcissists i'm talking in general yeah, sure it's it's kind of our go-to you i want you to understand me you know human nature is such that we want to understand each other we want to be understood and i want to understand you uh, but it's not, it's not in any um, situation, it's not the right way to go forward or any um, combative situation, whether it's narcissistic or, or otherwise, because all it does is put the other person, right. you know, it makes them defensive. And when you're defensive, you're not open to, to ne sure. negotiate any of a description. So, you know, whether we're talking narcissistic or whether we're talking just, you know, communication breakdown, trying to make somebody else understand you is never going to work. It's never going to work until you're, you're on a, an equal playing field, until everybody is willing to, to sit down, listen and be open and feel that they have the opportunity to speak and be heard. Um, so yeah, as you say, certainly if you're dealing with a narcissist, don't try to get them to admit anything. So it's just a new, being neutral is the best way because they're going to feed off the emotion. And so you want to try to be neutral. I mean, I, the, um, the woman that had the husband who was renovating the house, I mean, we, 
we talked about every single text, every single email that she sent, and we negotiated a settlement that she wanted that we never thought we would get. But it really took a lot because her instinct was to be just be like, you know, you son of a bitch, look what you're doing. And well, I have this baby and, you know, we had to quell that and say, no, 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 because it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, they're not going to acknowledge that they've done anything no. to hurt you or, you know, well, you weren't giving me enough attention. You were, you know, I think maybe you were depressed or something or you're mentally unstable. So you, you must've been mentally unstable. Um, so I, I found somebody else never taking any responsibility or, or acknowledging anything's wrong, but instead blaming that other person in some way or the other, right? I have another woman who uh, it's, it's really, it's, I mean, I don't know if this guy's narcissistic or he definitely has a personality disorder and the therapist that I use me, that he's, he's referred the guy to another therapist and they can't come up with the diagnosis, but they know he's not okay. And the things that he says to her are just so out there, so beyond what makes sense. And, and she just is stunned, but there's no making sense of it. No, and, and it's like, you know, they, they say um, trying to cure the headache by, by hitting yourself in the head with a hammer. Oh. It's exactly that. <laughs> There's a solution right there. Yeah, but you know, it's, it's that you're trying to find a solution, but all you're doing is creating the problem for yourself because they, you know, they, they right. don't care. They're not interested in finding a solution. So you're you're giving yourself a bigger heartache by by going down that route rather than just and it's difficult, you know, it sounds, you know, you say just let it go. Of course, when you're emotionally involved in a situation. It's, it's not easy just to let it go. It's, it feels, you know, you feel that you want justice. Everything in you wants justice. But you've got to be the one that gives yourself that justice. You've got to be the one that says, okay, I'm important enough to make peace with it for me, not right. to let him or her off the hook. You know, it's always, if you go back to the forgiving them, it's not nothing to do with forgiving or accepting behavior. It's I'm letting it go because it's better for my health. It's better mentally and physically for my health. Not so because- What do you think people should do? How do they, what's that step? This is definitely not my purview more. It, you know, when somebody comes in, I mean, I have to help them get through the legal process, but what, what do they do to get through this part? This is, you know, this is really the part where it's identifying, it, where your your sense of self-respect and self-worth is. There's no, you know, that's what you need to work on at this point. It's been eradicated. It's been absolutely eradicated. Even if you're somebody that started with a huge amount of, uh, of self-worth um, and self-respect, if you've been in this situation for any length, but even if it's the shortest amount of time, it can be eradicated. Mm -hmm. And that's the only place to give your attention is find somebody to help you. You know, there are so many online courses. There are so yeah. many um, groups that you can join where people will give you the tools to start building self-respect again, self-love again, self-worth. Um, and and that's, that's what it is. Rather than trying to solve the problem of the, the relationship or the narcissist or, you know, or how to get the better of it. Let that be. That's the biggest gift that you'll ever give yourself is let that go right. and work on 
rebuilding your trust. And one of the things I'm sure you hear is I'll never trust again. And that what they're actually saying is I'll never trust me again. Because mm-hmm. if I don't trust me, I can't trust anyone else. So it's all that's all tied together. The the self, self-worth, self-respect, self-love um, builds your your sense of trust um, and, and the ability to trust your own intuition, your own judgment and therefore be able to trust other people again. So it's it's useless, it's so difficult, but it's, it's really making a decision every day, sometimes every hour to begin with when, you're, you know, when your head is just running at 100 miles an hour trying to, to figure it all out. It's just say, okay, I'm leaving that, I'm focusing on me and having to keep, you know, keep repeating it. You know, one of the, I, I love, I gave this to my girlfriend uh, the other day when she was, she was in a mess in the toilet in floods of tears in the office because she had a wave of I can't believe he did that Mm -hmm. I can't believe how stupid I was I said okay this is what I do I use the hope and honor um prayer which is you know um I love you I'm sorry please forgive me thank you I love you I'm sorry please forgive me thank you you're not saying it to anyone in, in particular and actually you can even be saying it to yourself it's just like a mantra but after a few times, it calms you down and it it gives you the, the strength to step away from the, the, the mind that is just on 120 miles an hour. Uh, so, you know, th- simple things like yeah. that. Or, what, what is it called again? Hana, it's called Hope, Hope and Nona Prayer. Hope it's and a, Nona. Hope and Nona. Hope and Nona? Yeah, Hope, Hope, Hope and Nona. It's the Hawaiian uh, forgiveness prayer. And it's really, oh, it's, it's yeah. that simple very beautiful um and it works it does work because you feel like you're putting something positive out you know it's coming out of you and it does bring your your anxiety down and give you the the space just to to step take a step away from the the anger or the the anxiety or whatever it is that you're you're going through in that moment confusion yeah i think you know when i said when i told you i wanted to do a topic of how to make sense of it. I mean, I think that this is the bottom line is that you can't, can't make sense of it. And so our minds want to make sense of things. And so you're going to just have to keep drawing yourself back to you instead Mm -hmm. of this situation, back to what you need, back to calm, back to peace and away from trying to figure it out because it's, it's not going to happen and it's just going to leave you with a hammer to your head. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean, I never heard that getting rid of a headache by hitting yourself no, with a hammer. Forgetting about the headache, you forget about the headache by hitting your head with, with a hammer. Yeah, no, they said I, it was the Americans in New York, in New York, in Milan that, uh, that I heard it from, first of all. <laughs> never heard it. Never well, heard it. So anyway, so thanks, Allison, for being here today. We've come up with a solution. <laughs> so um, we plan to be more regular in our um, pursuit of giving you information. So thanks for listening. Thanks for being here today. And Allison, you want to tell anybody where they can find you or everybody where they can find you? Yeah, yeah. I, I was, before uh, I do that, I was thinking if anyone's listening, and you have a particular topic that's that's eating you up at the moment, something that you're you're worried about, you just can't find a solution. Send us a message. 
um, either to, to me, Alison, Alison Reiner, Alison McGinley. You can find me uh, at alisonreiner.com uh, or uh, you can come and join my Facebook group, which is Simply Connected Women Supporting Women, uh, where we, we deal with narcissism and all sorts of other topics uh, on Facebook at, uh, as I say, Simply Connected Supporting Women. Uh, or you can WhatsApp me on 0039-334-385-8412. Okay. Well, thanks, everybody. And I'm Lee Daniel, and you can find me at my law office on Gallatin Street uh, or at leedaniellaw.com. So thank you, and thanks, Allison. Have a great day. See you soon. Bye.